Hi folks, I'm Alan Watts and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on the 24th of November 2010. Newcomers, as always, I suggest you go into my site, which is cuttingthroughthematrix.com and bookmark all the other official sites I have listed there. That's the only sites that I am in control of. And if you bookmark them, you'll have no problem hopefully getting the latest downloads if the comm site goes down again. And if you find sticking on download too, it's because so many folk go into the comm at the same time, so you can try these alternate sites listed on the comm page. You'll also be able to get transcripts from all of those sites as well as the audios in English. And if you want transcripts for prints up in other languages, go into alanwattsentinel.eu. And that's also listed on the comm site and help yourself to a variety of languages. Now remember too that you bring me to you. I don't bring on the advertisers as guests and I don't scare you and then offer you the, the antidotes. Uh, that's how people generally make their living. That's how it works and that's fine because it's the only way that these stations can stay alive. And without these stations you're left with nothing but the big boys and you know darn well that their job is to manipulate you and guide you through the agenda and you go through it like sheep unconsciously into the new system and never even ask how you got there or wonder why you got there. That's what the big mainstream media is all about. It's a scientific type of technique which has been well documented by big players who help set up this very system you're living in right now, including what's happening in it. And they set that up an awful long time before I was born, including what's happening today. That's a big, big plan. So help me out by buying the books and the discs I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can use, remember, personal check to Canada. You can also use an international postal money order to Canada from the U.S. Or you can send cash for an order. Or you can donate or use the donation button and purchase at the same time. Just send the, the, the donation separately followed by an email with your name, address, and an order, and I'll get it out to you. And you'll see the different uh, things I have for sale at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. It's all listed there. Across the rest of the world, it's the same idea. You can use Western Union, which is the steepest, the most expensive, uh, to wire money across. Or you can use MoneyGram, which is cheaper. Uh, it's even cheaper still, not to wire it, but uh, to get to write a check, put it in Canadian dollars, and post it. It takes about a week to get here, but it's a lot cheaper. Some people just send cash, and again, you can use PayPal to order through the donation, followed by an email with your name, address, and the order on it, and I'll get it out to you. We are going through, as I say, massive changes, planned changes, changes which were documented, really, as ideas at one time, supposedly, by very big players who worked in world think tanks, before I was born and during part of my life too, some of them. And they published a lot of their, their books for their own kind. In other words, those who would be enthralled with the idea of the world being run under scientific principles by experts in every possible area of life 
right down to your, your personal level. And uh, they thought this was a fantastic idea. And they often gave speeches at the, the big uh, universities that the elite attended in Britain, for instance, and other countries across the world, and, of course, the Ivy League universities in the U.S. They're quite open to their own, their own kind and up-and-coming uh, technocrats, you might call them, the ones who would be in on this managerial system, the ones who are into uh, the various sciences of psychology, mass manipulation, behaviorism, and neurosciences, like to call it today. It's all part of it. Television itself is, of course, a big, big part of it because it's been the main vehicle to change society since about the 1950s and, and, and increasingly until it's the standard fare for most folk today. Back with more after these messages. Hi folks, I'm back and this is Cutting Through the Matrix. I like to start off sometimes by uh, giving out a quote by one of the, the big players who attended a lot of these global meetings, attended the think tanks and workshops to do with how to, they would implement them and how things would happen without the public even really knowing or ever understanding what had really happened. The media would take care of all the managing of our thought processes. And one of them, of course, was Aldous Huxley. And he said a long time ago, he said, at a speech he gave to in Berkeley, to, again, up-and-coming uh, technocrats who'd be involved in managing you today. But 1962, he gave a speech at Berkeley, and it says, to, it says here, It seems to me that the nature of the ultimate revolution with which we are now faced is precisely this. He's talking to a peer group here, really, you see. That we are in the process of developing a whole series of techniques. Techniques are very interesting. You've got to understand it's a simple word just to say it but it means so much in scientific terms. A series of techniques which will enable the controlling oligarchy who have always existed and presumably will always exist to get people to love their servitude. And he wasn't kidding. It wasn't some wild guess. They knew exactly what they could do with most of the human populations of the planet. And that's what we're seeing happening today. Uh, I mean, I've lived through a good part of this too. I've watched the con games of, say, the European Union from its very, you know, not from its inception. It's, uh, actually, they started setting up the offices in every European country to work towards integration in 1948. They staffed them and kept it secret from the public. And eventually, when they told the public what they were doing, they said, they lied again, and they said it was just to do with making it easier for trade between the nations of Europe, a sort of bargaining table. And yet, every year, prime ministers would go over, regardless of their party, and sign what they called closer ties, which was never explained to the public. It was like, it was like George Bush Sr.'s term, New World Order. It was never explained to the public either. It's one of these terms that meant a lot to those higher up there. And closer ties meant they were binding you together with your economic laws and banking laws, because the banks were running it, basically, and every other kind of law to boots, until you end up with a parliament, which they said was never the intention, of course, and now the parliament is running roughshod over all the populations as they bankrupt them one after another. And the latest country they've, they've gone after, of course, uh, is Ireland. I knew they'd hammered Ireland because uh, Ireland stood up against every ratification treaty and said, no, 
and then they, they got walked over regardless. But they gave him a little bit of a, a, an annoyance, and uh, that's what you get when you annoy the big boys at the top. People don't realize that in the early 70s, in the 71, that the Rothschilds group uh, formed a bank from the city of London, of course. They, they, they formed a, a six-major bank cartel with the, the banks of Europe, uh, supposedly, again, to help ease the integration of the economies and so on, long before they told the public they were doing anything of the kind, bringing them all under one system and one parliamentary system. The bankers were way ahead, naturally, because a lot of the bankers funded the thing. They, they funded the Huxleys. They funded um, all, uh, all the big players who helped them work this plan into action. Anyway, here's Ireland, and this is from the CBC News. And, of course, this is the official uh, way the public are supposed to believe it or, or have it accepted in their thoughts. And it says, Ireland unveiled the harshest budget measures in its history. Wednesday, a four-year plan to claw back 15 billion euros, which is 20.4 billion Canadian, using spending cuts and extra taxes. So uh, it says, then it shows you a picture of uh, workmen repairing uh, the office of the Irish Transport Minister, Noel Dempsey Tuesday after it was vandalized and painted with the words traitors. At least the Irish can still have some vocabulary for the right kind of terms to use for the right kind of people. But it says altogether the public or the program would be cut, would cut spending by one fifth and raise five billion euros, 6.8 billion Canadian and extra taxes over the next four years. It included welfare cuts of 2.8 billion euros uh, and income tax increases of 1.9 billion euros which is 2.6 billion Canadian. These moves are amongst the steps to a plan to narrow the budget deficit, what rubbish, the budget deficit, to 3% of gross domestic product by the end of 2014. The plan is a condition set up by the EU Parliament, you see, and the International Monetary Fund. I said a long time ago, it says IMF will come up to its, its predestined position and be going through everybody's books. That's what they're doing now with Ireland, They've already done it with Greece and other countries. Let's say that Portugal could be next. Anyway, it says, it says, so the IMF, for their aid in, bat, in bailing out the country's troubled banking system, they're going to own Ireland. That's the whole key to it. They pretty well do already, though not most of the politicians, because politicians are the first ones to be corrupted. Anyway, it says those who can pay the most will pay the most, but no group can be sheltered, it says here. Uh, the government said in a report, postponing these measures will lead to great burdens in the future for those who, and I think they meant to say can't instead of can, bear them. The minimum wage will fall by 1 euro, uh, 7.65 euros, which is $10.39, uh, and income tax bans will be widened so much lower paid workers pay taxes and middle class workers can expect their annual taxes to rise more than 3,000 euros or $4,100 per year, I guess. So it's going to hit those at the bottom is, is really what it means. It says Ireland did not increase its exceptionally low 12.5% rate of tax on business profits, which is less than half the EU average, and has helped to lure about 1,000 high-tech multinationals. <laughs> A lot of them came in actually and ran out of the country after they looted it. A lot of them came in from Russia too in the 90s. Now they're all, they've all fled. It says, France, uh, Belgium, Austria and Britain all have called for Ireland to raise that rate 
arguing amongst unfair competition at a time when other EU members will have to raise their own debt-fueled borrowings to lend money to Ireland. Isn't it amazing that this, this statement, you know, it's like warfare, we're all in it together. So one country goes down, everyone has to help bail out the others and all the rest of it. What fantastic, what a deal for the bankers and the guys who run the stock markets, all the big crooks, the biggest crooks on the planet, guaranteed that every country will, will bail them out of it for their, for their big casino. It says the announcement came the same day as Prime Minister Brian Cohen said that his bailout loan could total 85 billion euros, which is 115 billion Canadian. Some analysts said that figure was much too small to save the country from eventual default. And then overnight, the credit agency Standard & Poor's lowered its long-term rating on Ireland's financial liability by two notches from A to AA and warned that there could be further downgrades. Bank shares fell a third straight day Wednesday on the Irish Stock Exchange as concerns grow that shareholders will be left with nothing if the government is forced to seize total control of the country's two dominant banks, the Allied Irish Bank and the Bank of England, of Ireland, sorry. And it says um, property prices have slumped by more than 50%. Hundreds of thousands of homeowners are trapped in homes no longer worth what they owe and the heads of many of Ireland's construction companies have declared bankruptcy or fled the country. That's what I said, a lot of these guys just fled the country. <laughs> but it, it shows you, too, that the, how they can create these massive bubbles. Now, the governments all helped to allow many of these shady mortgage companies to come in, same in the States as well, and to a lesser extent in Canada, but in the States they, they're given licenses to operate, and they knew darn well they were inflating the prices out of sight as they raked in the cash at the top. And then they collapsed. And why were they going after? Why was it the biggest bubble? It's because, you see, all the industry has been gone to China through the, NAT, the NAFTA and, and GATT uh, deals that did with China through the World Trade Organization. That's why. There's nothing left except real estate. That's why. That's the biggest gamble right now. And the same things happen in Ireland too, as I say, where, you know, you can't sell your, your home for, for half of what you're, uh, you're still paying for it. You're getting half back of what you're going to pay for and on, on, on. They don't just get these mortgages go. They want you to keep paying. You're locked into them. You're paying for something that's, that's now worth three times of what you can sell it for. And the same in the States. Anyway, it says the plan aims, the plan, I love the plan, to, to cut Darren's 2014 deficit to 3% of gross domestic product, the Eurozone limit. This year's deficit is forecast to reach 32%, a modern European record. It says the austerity plan, I love this austerity plan, this poverty plan came ahead of the government's December the 7th publication of its 2011 budget, which expected to call for tax hikes and the deepest spending cuts in the 88-year history of independent Ireland. So, and that's the sort of stuff that goes on. This is a, a takedown because it's planned that way. It's planned that way a long, long time ago. And the IMF, of course, even when they were setting it up uh, a long, long time ago, uh, they said that that was the first phase. The second phase would be when it raised up to its proper stature and literally came into every country to, to pour over its books with their greedy little stubby fingers. And that's what's happening today. They're running the country. That's what happens when they come in. They run your country. I hope folk realize this is all planned this way. 
as I say, they could have burst the bubble at any time they wanted to or let it go for as many years as they wanted to, to go. This is the right time. It all happens after 2001. And uh, terrorism everywhere, suddenly, suddenly terrorism everywhere, martial law everywhere, uh, unifications of all our laws to do with international terrorism and, and, and cooperation, etc., etc., as we all go under a reign of terror by every government who signed on to it through the United Nations, of course. And then we get hit with this too. Don't coincidences just, just happen all the time, eh? And yet they couldn't get this new world order in without all of this happening. And what's happening with the banks is just part of the new world order. The cash didn't disappear. Anyway, in Ireland, I'll put a link up to, and I always put all these links up for the things I, the articles I read, but I'll put a link up to a march from Woodkey, Dublin, on Saturday the 27th, uh, that's this, this weekend. Uh, it's going from Woodkey, Dublin, to the GPO. It starts at 11 a.m. on Saturday. And uh, I'll also put a link up to Jim Corr, who's pushing it as well. He's the head of it, I think, and he hopes as many as possible will join them on their peaceful march. Back with more after these messages. Hi, folks. We're back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. And I'll also read a little bit from another uh, site. It's actually the UK column. And it's from Tuesday the 23rd. And it says here, it's not a bailout of a country. It's the next phase of the bailouts of the banks. Ireland is not imploding. It's not in trouble as a sovereign nation as such. Ireland is being crushed under the weight of a collapsing city of London and Rothschild banking cartel, namely the Inter-Alpha Group. Now, that isn't conspiracy theory. That's a fact. You see, they set up this cartel, as I say, back in the early 70s. It's called the Inter-Alpha Group, and the Rothschilds are at the head of it. It's the six major banks of Europe, and they're managing all of this uh, takedown and so on. They're the guys that push the bubbles for everybody to follow, and, of course, they're the ones who escape uh, squeaky clean. Anyway, it says, we're witnessing a process of general collapse which began in 2007, a result of 40 years of gambling in the great global casino. That's where they put everybody's pensions and everything. The event of this last week are a continuation of that process, not a separate event. The bailout of Ireland is another stopgap measure which might get us through the next phase of collapse, but will have no effect in the long run. It's not meant to, because the whole world is to change into an even deeper, darker age. Uh, under scientific socialism. Anyway, the system is coming down and its collapse is accelerating. Nothing's going to stop it unless we get a, a grip of the banks and put them in their place. By the way, as I say, uh, that the man who's, um, I'll put the link up to his site, I actually see him on YouTube, Jim Corr, who's a musician and his family are musicians, musicians. and uh, I'll put even a, a site up, uh, a link to one of the sites of where they have a lot of their music there. But you'll hear him saying on one of the videos uh, about this march, talking about it, and giving his point of view, too, of the bankers and how this was planned. And he's quite right. Most folk won't accept that because they watch television and then they watch all the Coronation Street afterwards. And, you know, that's more real to them than reality. Anyway, this article here, back to the UK column, says, it says, um, remember what the Treaty of Westphalia said. That was the initial treaty, an old ancient treaty. It says, in this peace and amity, uh, that this peace and amity be observed and cultivated with such a sincerity and zeal that each party shall endeavor to procure the benefit, honor, and advantage of the other, and thus on all sides they may see this peace and friendship flourish by entertaining a good and faithful neighborhood. 
Well, that's how, how the only, the, that's the news you can get to keeping your sovereignty and being good friends to other countries. Not the way that the EU has gone. This, this big, big massive new Soviet. Anyway, it says this is the fundamental principle of cooperation between sovereign nations, not the extreme socialist ideals of the city of London embodied in the EU, the United Nations, trilateral CFR or the Bilderbergers. It matters not where the extreme socialism comes in the form of national socialism, communism or communitarianism, which is called communitarianism at the present. The fix, it says it's easy, uh, Glass-Steagall, this principle enacted in, in that piece of U.S. legislation worked then to put the bankers in their place, and they can work today. Put the banks in, in administration, separate high street and investment banking operations, set a standard for debt and any debt which does not meet the standard, write it off. Let the, specula- let the speculators go under. Actually, what they should do is do the system that Canada had in the first Great Depression, because Canada, you see, didn't have any debt. The government issued the money. It printed and issued it itself. didn't get permission from some outsiders to do so or borrow. And at that time, they were debt-free. Everybody came from all the other countries to find out how it worked. That's why they destroyed it in Canada and made us the same as the rest of them. But that's, that's how it should be in the first place. If you don't print your own money and back it with something as well, and the government's in charge of it, then it's, it's, once you put it into private hands, it's your goners. You're owned by the lender. Always you're owned by the lender. That's the history of the world, all the way back to that book they call the Bible, the book of the law. So that's what's happening there. And believe you me, it's a message for all the rest of the countries they plan to take down like dominoes and get everybody under this so-called austerity, and the IMF will have the ultimate authority, and then it will be signed into law by your own, again, your own traitors in every country that the IMF are now in charge of you. That's how it's going to be, folks. That's how it's going to be. Anyway, at least in Ireland, they've got the gumption to stand up and uh, start off at least with a peaceful protest and hopefully gain more members and get their voices heard. And uh, that's the only way you can do something rather than sitting back and watching that darn television and getting managed into oblivion by the so-called experts who lull you back into a coma. Now, you understand Britain is a country itself that's been under socialism for an awful long time. And part of that deal was to bankrupt the people, bring on this phase as well, by massive spending and even massive immigration. There's so many stories out now about immigrants coming in uh, from different countries. One from your Romania is in court right now who managed to get 130 or 140,000 euros off of Britain on welfare benefits, all kinds of benefits, because he was a poor, you know, a pure gypsy fleeing, fleeing for his life sort of thing. So many scams wide open. And, of course, they're using this kind of thing the exception to the rule, to hammer the people who are already suffering that it's meant for in the first place. And that's generally the elderly, the poor, and the disabled. Now here's an article here, for instance, and it's from Mail Online. And it was from November 2, November 24th. Nine pensioners died from cold every hour last winter as bill prices soared. That's in Britain. It's going to be worse this year because the government's now in charge of your fuel distribution, you see. 
perfect socialism. I'll read this when I come back from this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network because you can handle the truth. Hi, folks. We're back and cutting through the matrix talking about austerity. You see, austerity in under-socialist uh, societies and how far it's gone in some countries. As I say, nine pensioners died from cold every hour last winter as the bill prices soared against uh, soaring energy bills. This is official show the number of deaths linked to cold over the four-month period. This is in four months, reached 25,400 in England and Wales, plus 2,760 in Scotland. Charities and energy company critics claim the UK has the highest winter death rate in Northern Europe, even worse than much colder countries such as Finland and Sweden. So it says here, it says the pensioners see rising fuel bills and worry about, and they worry about whether they can afford to warm the house. Well, the UK death rate is high. The total was down by around 30% compared with 2008 to 9 because there were fewer, oh, there wasn't flu, flu outbreaks. Uh, according to the Office for National Stats, they always get their flu thing in there, which is absolute rubbish, doesn't do a darn thing, I could except maybe give you the flu. Anyway, Dot Gibson, the National Pen- Pensioners Convention, said, since 97, we've lost more than 300,000 pensioners. Since 1997, 300,000 pensioners. I would say the agenda's right on cue. You know, depopulate rapidly, according to the Rockefeller Foundation. 300,000 pensioners during the winter months because of cold-related illnesses, Yet the government sees, seems incapable of acting. No other section of the society is so vulnerable and treated so badly. Well, that's also part of the agenda, because once you're old, according to the United Nations, you see you're a consumer only. You're not a good world citizen. A world citizen is a producer and a consumer, you see. So pensioners see the, the fuel bills and are constantly worried, etc., etc. The coalition government has kept the last administration's winter fuel allowance payments of £250 for pensioners and £400 for those over 80. But the allowance should be raised, said Ms. Gibson, and in what the people need now is more money so they can avoid having to decide where to heat or eat. But you know something? It'll never happen because there's so much immigration flooding into Britain and, and so many of them go right on to the welfare system. In fact, that's why they go there. They've had articles in the paper since the 70s on Britain as they had, they had refugee shoppers, they called them. So this is all planned this way. I mean, they, they're not stupid at the top. Never think that at the top of these countries there's stupid people in charge. They know what's going on. We're supposed to think they're just stupid and they fumble and they screw up royally and this is the, the outcome of it. No, they know what they're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, <laughs> I was looking at uh, the TSA in the U.S. that is in charge, supposedly, of all the security. By the way, apparently, it's, it's really going under for more powers under Homeland Security with a new guy in charge of it whose last name is Pistoli. Believe it or not, Pistol. Pistol is his name. This guy must have been bred for the task, eh? Anyway, the TSA is out of control, it says here, and... Um, it's actually a bunch of videos. You'll see some incredible things happening on these videos. 
uh, where, where they actually uh, grab a woman and bounce her across the room um, because she had a little dropper bottle for her contact lenses in her pocket. And uh, and then four of them grab her, take her over to a, a counter and start slamming her head into the counter. This is incredible. Incredible. You know, they keep showing you the same old darn stuff about Germans and the Nazis, the World War II. They never show you what happened in the Soviet Union, mind you, because apparently communism was good. It's more appropriate to communitarianism. But you know something? Just as bad things, if not worse, I would say worse, are going on inside the U.S. The U.S. was not grabbing its every citizens and just bashing them like this around. It wasn't happening. And I think more than anything else, this is bringing America down very fast. Very fast. These incredible goons that they hire, they look like tubs. Just fatty, large tubs, these people. You can't tell really what's male or female in some of them. They should be tossing their, their burgers and, 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 and making pizzas. That's probably what they worked at before, before they end up getting their badge and shouting that they're God. You should actually hear one of them say that on one of these videos, that they're shouting that they're God. No kidding. And I'm also putting up another site too, uh, which will show you them strip-searching children and taking the pants down a little boy, getting them all trained for his hands are up in the air inside the U.S., training him, you see. This is his normal son, you know, no privacy. That's getting him used to his communitarian living, but he'll be crammed in with about four or five others in a room because that's the plan for the future. Train them young. The darn perverts are involved in this and that flood into these jobs as well and all the psychopaths the petty, low-down psychopaths that go for these kind of jobs is just incredible. You see, no one else would go into a job like that. should have more respect for themselves and others. Disgusting. And we'll put up this site, too, for YouTube. It says the TSA is out of control. And you can read it for yourself, look at it for yourself and see some of the awful, terrible things that are happening. And by the way, they're starting them on the bus travels within the U.S. now, too. On some of the, starting with the holidays, of course, then they'll, then they'll gradually phase it into every bus ride that you take, strip searches and all that before you get on the bus. Utterly, utterly disgusting. But again, you see dehumanization and treating the public that you're nothing, absolutely nothing. With no powers, no rights, that's all part of totalitarianism and I hope you really understand it. And perhaps you should start your own little marches that they're doing over in Ireland to protest these kind of things because you're going down fast. So this link and all these links will go up on my site, cuttingthroughthematrix.com, at the end of the show. As I said before, the system we're going through now was a planned system. A planned system. You don't get every country on the planet going into action because two towers are hit by planes in, in New York City and putting martial law across the board, implementing the same things across the board, everybody is suspect, including little blue-eyed, white or blonde, three- or four-year-old boys with their pants down and some guy groping his testicles. It doesn't happen across the board because of this. This was planned this way. This was the kickoff for their 21st century plan, their great millennium. They talked so much about, so many of them talked about the millennium. Bertrand Russell, all these guys, Lenin talked about it. The new system would come in, in the, after the millennium. That's the 21st century for those that can't think. Anyway, this article here, 
is about what's happening, you know, in Canada too. Major fraud, forensic, and homicide are just some of the policing areas that are part of the curriculum of the Hamilton Police Service's Popular Citizens Police College, starting at October 26th, at Mohawk College. Instead of offering three different sessions at the various public or police stations, Hamilton Police is offering one super session that takes place at Mohawk College, etc., one of the first police services in Ontario to offer this type of program, Hamilton Police Service has conducted a citizen police college and a seniors police college since 1997. Thousands of residents have participated. They're turning everyone into spies. And believe you me, they'll have their zealots. They'll really take into the, go into this and be zealots. They'll come out seeing crime everywhere and going through their own neighborhoods. Everyone get to know them very quickly. It's like the, the it's like the, in, in Russia, they had these spies too, all through, even little villages. Everyone knew who they were. But you'll have them in your area. So citizen police colleges for people who are interested in learning about policing issues. Enrollment is free, but class size for the well-like program is limited to 100 at a time. The program is offered to individuals who live, work, or engage in full-time studies within the city of Hamilton. Availability is on a first-come, first-served basis. It's a six-week program held once a week on six consecutive Tuesday evenings for approximately two hours per, per meeting, per lecture. So we've got Crime Stoppers involved and uh, Victim Services and the Bear Unit, whoever that is, B-E-A-R. It's probably some other big civilian integrated system. They've got cops in the States too. They've got cops in Canada. It's a public-private thing. Turning everyone into a spy, you see. And it's interesting, too, because another site here is on Vancouver in British Columbia, and it says um, realtors and police officers, realtors is the name of this group is funding it, and police officers from across the lower mainland gathered recently to celebrate 11 years of partnership through the Reality Watch program. The program highlights the critical role that relationships between police and realtors can play in making our communities safer, according to an RCMP leader in crime prevention in BC. Well, what's interesting here, it says, the Reality Watch program is both unique and powerful. It can trigger an almost instantaneous mobilization of 13,000 professionals. Instantaneous mobilization. That's an army, folks. Who are also dedicated and eager citizens willing to engage with the police in support of broader community needs. This is happening all over the place. And every country, again, under terrorism, terrorism. And it's also training the public into the new system. You're being watched everywhere by people who live amongst you. Living amongst you. You have to learn to have that deadpan face, give away no, no emotions whatsoever. Nothing bothers you as you walk down the street, just like you saw in Orwell's 84 in the movie. Because that's what you're getting trained to do. If you don't, if you don't do that... You'd be suspicious. If you have a little, a little eyebrow, eyebrow raised at something you don't like, you're, oh, you're under suspicion. Are you, are you a happy citizen? Is something upsetting you, citizen? You know? And you go off for reconditioning somewhere. Now, getting back to the Rothschilds cartel, I'm putting up a site too. It's a link to the World Institute for Asian Studies. It sounds very, very proper and very, very up there, very official, but it's actually at one of these front groups, you see, a private organization, and uh, it's owned by Kes Who, the Rothschilds, and the, the paper, too, the Asian Tribune, is owned by them, by the World Institute for Asian Studies. So they put up, out their own propaganda, 
And I mentioned about a year ago that the Rothschilds were into the Maldives and they were going to do their whole, basically their whole monetary system and bring in a test carbon audit system as well and run it through the Rothschild companies. Well, I'll put this link up for you to look at as well and you can read it for yourself. And you'll see all the, you see Rothschild there, you'll see the companies, the Rothschild companies down below. Um, and of course it's run by Arian de Rothschild and Vice Chairman Edmund de Rothschild uh, group. Uh, and a whole bunch of other ones which they own as well. It's interesting to see all the different groups that they own just involved in this one particular setup. They love to do test cases before they take it on the rest of the world. Quite amazing, isn't it? But do you get any of this on your major and you, oh no, there's no big deal about that. None at all. No, no big news about that, no. What kind of power do you have? How does it affect your head, I wonder, to know that you're in charge of pretty well every central bank across the planet. Hmm? Meaning that every politician's in your pocket because you can sink any government anytime you want by just denying a loan to that government so it goes under overnight and those politicians are out of work. But how, how heady it must be to also be, go, be going by a plan that granddaddy helped draft up a long time ago to bring in this perfect society ordered by the right people, run by the right people, the scientists and socialists and all the rest of it, and bring it up expertly with all the other collaborators who worked on it, thousands of them, big players, who wrote their books about it, mind you, and they were all for it, including Carl Quigley, who worked for the CFR as its official historian. He was all for their agenda. He let a lot out the bag and his book Tragedy and Hope, and his other one was even more revealing, and that was the, the Anglo-American establishment. He tells you how they manipulated the last cent- the previous centuries. He fills in the blanks in the histories of how they took over South Africa and what their plans were, and with other countries, and how they were setting up a war with Germany in the 1800s, the same group, run by the top bankers at that time the Milner Group, who joined with the Rhodes Group and uh, formed the Royal Institute of International Affairs with royal blessing and charter. But to most folk, again, they love their television, they love their sitcoms and their, their little dramas that are put on for them, and they emulate what they see, and they become corrupt and degenerate, and uh, that's exactly the state they want you to be in, to rule you so efficiently and easily in this particular time that you're going through. There's nothing the most folk, there's nothing that they find to stand up for collectively anymore. There's nothing, you see. The cultures have been pretty well totally destroyed and a common degenerate one replacing it. We've been living through that for years. And of course you all thought you were just having evolutionary progress in culture. As I told everybody to stay a teenager forever, right through their entire lives and just have fun, there's no consequences. Let the big boys manage the big affairs. Well, look what happened to us now, eh? Quite the world we live in, quite the world. And another article, too, is about the incredible... (laughs) When I read stories today, I've read stuff from a long, long time ago, 
I read stuff about Pavlov too, and about and from the Soviet story, you see them actually they, they operated on folks' brains where they were still alive, knowing they were going to kill them, because there were lots of uh, people to experiment on in the Soviet Union. Because after all, it was the first scientific society to be created, where there was no such thing as religion or rights or humanity being special. We're just another little down lowly animal, you see, and uh, just a bunch of instincts and and. Um, motivations and stuff like that weren't nothing special, nothing couldn't be explained they said, so they poked around folks' brains after they cut the top of their skulls off and found out where a lot of places uh, could be prodded and they, they were, of course, finding out what brought on different memories and so on that was back then and I've seen an array of articles coming out about scientists selectively erasing fear memories and gain insight, gain insight in how the memory works. So many articles, all at the same time. That's no coincidence. This is recent articles. Then it's, this is how they present it to you. It may sound like something like out of a science fiction movie, but bad memories can be erased in mice. Oh, wow, eh? Like they haven't done it with humans. I mean, what do you think MK Ultra was about? Before MK Ultra, and Cameron was into this too, Cameron, who was in head of MK Ultra for Canada, who went on to be in charge of the United Nations uh, Children's Society, I think it was called, or Psychiatric or Mental Health for Children, uh, to help set up UNESCO or push it further in, in, in indoctrination of children. Cameron was also into lobotomies and stuff, but they're also using incredible shock theory, uh, therapy daily, maybe, t- maybe 10 a day sometimes in some people, to erase their memories completely. That was the intention of it. And then rebuild them into but they hope to be the, the perfect human being, the one that the scientists and, of course, the controllers would like you to be. Very compliant, placid, and, you know, smiling all the time, a little smiley face on you. So here, here's how this presented to you here. So they've tried it in mice, and it's, it's shedding new light into how memories are normally encoded and stored in the brain. In a study published in the March 13th issue of the journal Science, research at the University of Toronto and the Hospital for Six Children, have established a link between specific neurons and a, a given memory, specific memories we're into now. Back with more after this. Hi folks, we're back cutting through the matrix, just finishing up with uh, this article on memories here and how they've, they've found specific areas of the brain for specific memories, you see. And their whole point is trying to, 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 to remove those memories. And they can do it now by destroying those particular parts or neurons too, which store those particular memories. That means that when they, when they beat you up at the TSA going through the scanners and pull you over and smash your head into the, into the furniture around there, uh, they can, you'll walk out there, get some scraping sounds in your skull, no doubts, and then you can go back in again and all smelly happy and do it all over again. I mean, th- th- this is where they're heading. You see. This is all to do with what they're going to do on a big scale in the future, and they can do chemical means too to target specific area of the brain, if you didn't know that by now. They've been doing it through other means to you already, which you're completely unaware of, and it actually works. Amazing what's going on. Scientific. The public would be completely oblivious to what was happening, Bertrand Russell said, an awful long time ago. An awful long time ago. Now, there's a caller on the line. It's uh, Bratty from Chicago. Are you there, Bratty? Hello? Hello? Yes. Oh, good evening, Mr. Walsh. Um, 
I want to thank you for your work. Uh, you woke me up, you know. Actually, I got all your videos and articles and everything. Before I, uh, I want to ask a couple of questions. Mm-hmm. One is uh, related to TSA. Uh, do you think that uh, TSA is trying to enrage uh, American people on purpose? So next step would be introduction of uh, biometrics. This is just an interim step. It's done on purpose. Yeah, I think it's part of that. I think even even the sudden interest in the media, sudden interest it seems in what's going on, uh, is part of going putting you through a system of waiting for something to be done about it that doesn't happen, and and so it goes back to business as usual, and you feel even more deflated and more more um, powerless to to do anything about it. It's a psychological process we're going through right now, and I think that's really why even major media is getting in on the act now. Because they've been doing this for a long time now, and uh, it's interesting, too, to see that the Congress don't have to go through that, because that's exactly what Bertrand Russell said in the 50s, that those in government positions would have extra privileges. They wouldn't have to go through all the insulting stuff that the ordinary public has to go through. Uh, so what you're seeing right now is the psychological training of the public, waiting for some hero to get up and do something about it, which will not happen, and then it will continue, and you'll feel even more powerless to to do anything about it. So you're being trained now to be powerless, and that's that's what uh, any totalitarian society must do to its citizenry: terrify them, scare them, and make them feel powerless. Yeah. Okay, I see. And uh, so you don't think the next step is biometrics after? The- oh, biometrics, absolutely. That's on the that's on the board. In fact, they're discussing that the TSA. And they've even rolled out the stuff now to see if they're going to start using it in test areas where they have to put the little handcuff on you, which you carry uh, as you go into the airport right through your whole flight that has a particular shocking device on it. By the way, the TSA is also putting in remote sensors supposedly to look at your uh, reactions to being searched and they have the ability to taser you. Uh, remotely from these machines on the wall and all this stuff, they're going, they're stepping it all up. But, but the little uh, remote, uh, sent, the little um, uh, chip on the on the cuff thing was developed uh, a few years ago. They want to bring that in too to put you through the whole flight process. If you go out of line on a flight, they'll, you'll simply get a taser shot from the cuff itself. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, second question: Do you see any parallel between? happening now and what happened in the uh, Germany before Second World War when first they introduced depression and then they introduced dictatorship and then uh, war came. Yeah, well I tell you this is the end of the show but, but you're, there is a lot of parallels too but the, but the Germans copied that from the Soviet system and that was shown in the Soviet story but that's the end of the show now. They go from Hamish myself from Ontario, Canada it's good night to me, your God or your God school with you.